Oh wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. And if you like the show, please, please, please hit us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps grow the show. Or even throw a dollar our way on Patreon.com slash It really does help. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, very tired. It's yeah. been a long couple days. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're going to get hyped up in a second because our guest played something that we're very excited about. Oh my god. It's been yeah, it's been a week. So I just started my internship. For those of you who don't know, I'm running off like three hours of sleep. I'm very tired today. I'm very tired. But I'm also very excited. And I don't know how to intro our guest in, but sir, <laughs> Mr. Allen from Spectre Gaming, how are you, hello, sir? Hello. I'm great. I'm good. I'm running on pretty much the same amount of sleep, so it's gonna be a gonna be a light day, but uh, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! We're gonna make we're gonna make magic happen. So, Alan, where are you from? What do you do? How do people know you? Um, I am a freelance writer, and uh, I also do a bit of video. I freelance for Digital Trends right now, and then I also do news video for IGN. Nice. Uh, yeah, and also do the YouTube thing on the side. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, and you, dude, your YouTube videos are freaking incredible. Thank you. From the thumbnails Thank to you. the graphics to the commentary to even the <laughs> gameplay. All of it's Thank fantastic. You. It's it's odd. I used to watch IGN with like a pad and a pen to to, to get that sort of level. <laughs> Dude, and I'm going to be I'm going to be real with you. I think you do it even better because Thank just you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The graphic work you do is insane. But with that said, <laughs> You have been playing a little something. We are going to talk about your impressions of Doom Eternal. We're going to talk about our impressions of Disintegration. We're going to talk about Doom Eternal not having microtransactions. We're going to talk about Patapon 2 being remastered. We're going to talk about Housemark's rumored PS5 game. All the awesome PlayStation Plus news. But before we get into that, it's a little segment we like to call What You've Been Playing. Now, I'd love to start with you, Alan, but I want to save your game for last and i want to talk mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. disintegration okay yeah. kyle you got a code yeah. i got a code ironically what you're seeing on screen right now if you're a video watcher is xbox gameplay because oh. i thought like the, that the times the beta times was during the day where i had work and so i gave you the the ps4 code yeah. mm -hmm. and then luke laura later goes no 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 dude it ends on midnight. I got you an extra code. Let's go play Disintegration. Now, Kyle, I want to yeah. know your first impressions of Disintegration. What is it? What's it about? Yeah. So as a non-multiplayer person, uh, yeah. it, it is, it's a fun kind of hero-based shooter almost. Kind of like mm -hmm. I kind of my from my little bit of time with um apex and, and overwatch of course like you pick a character everyone has their own flaws and pros yeah uh, pros and cons excuse me different classes um, like you got your dps yep. your tank and all that yeah and you um know. you basically control uh, uh what are they called gliders hover gliders yep. yep and each like vehicle has a primary fire alternate fire as well as you have some like troops that you can control on the ground that have extra abilities you can you can use what we got to play was like the basic kind of multiplayer stuff yeah like capture the flag um Domination. zone capture dominant yeah. yeah i had a good time it's a yeah. little tough to control i think the controller scheme is a little odd mm -hmm. especially with controlling the troops mm -hmm. um there the troops are by bound to the arrow buttons and then you have yeah. to use r1 to select on the on the enemies but you're also using x to dodge with your glider and you have to like shoot with r2 like the, it's too much going on yeah there is a little bit too much business going on so like yeah. pretty much if if i can if i can marry a couple games together make it real simple elevator pitch of a video game it's like if twisted metal married titanfall one yeah in terms wow. of yeah in terms of you have <laughs> that's these a unique, it's really weird you have these unique classes and each class has their own personality like there's literally a clown an evil clown that's why I'm like twisted metal. Here you go. Like I played as like this gangster robot and named. We both business. did. Yeah, the we, business. Yeah. That's our that's our favorite. He's like a he is a straight up assault. You have like a yep. a shotgun. And, and he's super are, speedy. 
He's it's very super quick. speedy. Yeah. And what you are is is you're a giant mech, but instead of legs, you have a little hover. Like you, you mm-hmm. just hover. You're a hoverboard. And uh yeah, you control these little NPCs on the ground. They're the things that do everything for you. So like if you need to capture you know, a domination point, you could be standing on it all day. You need to command your troops there. Kind of like in Titanfall 1, mm-hmm. where the troops on the ground, you, you shoot at them and you gain XP. So you get in the mech. Now it's like you're actually controlling the lanes of of, of Titanfall 1. That's yeah. why, to me, it, it's, it's a really weird game because you're a lot more floaty. And sometimes, because you're so clunky, because the machine takes so much space Mm -hmm. you kind of get feeling of like claustrophobic yeah but it is fun like i was genuinely having fun with it and something i wish they did a little bit more was explain the different special things that each class has Mm -hmm. like there's some things like um like there's a sniper class i think with the business like one of the troops they Mm -hmm. do like almost like a disruptor zone thing yeah but i don't know what that did i I sent it out a bunch i don't know Uh, the enemy i saw put up like this yellow dome i I thought maybe that was like an auto heal because like Mm. i would bring down the enemies like all the way down they would go in there and come back up and they're at full health again i was like what the hell like i don't (laughs) i'm doing all this work here yeah, it was weird because I actually expected this game when I saw the IGN footage of just being a single-player game. I didn't know what I was stepping into. Mm-hmm. It is an arena hero shooter. Um, and, yeah, it, even even though I wasn't expecting what we got, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And I think there is, there's a lot here to to be had, like, fun-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I once it clicked of, like, Okay, I'm the business, so I have two weapons, and yeah. my big heavy gun is the shotgun, so I got to go in there. And when you destroy an enemy, it feels rewarding. It feels mm-hmm. fun. But the map itself is just kind of bland, yeah. and there's no call-outs. You yep. know, like in a multiplayer game, that's super important. It's like, where are you? I'm by the broken building. It's like, well, every building's <laughs> broken. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So definitely a beta, definitely a closed beta. We don't know when Disintegration comes out, but it is by the co-creator of Halo, um, I believe so, right? Or the art. I believe I think, so. Yeah, co-creator yeah, of Halo. Sure. Yeah, and it it looks it. It looks it looks industrial. It feels all right so far. There yeah. definitely needs to be reworking when it comes to the the mapping on the controller mm-hmm. and some a little of bit abilities. of a balancing between classes. Yeah. I think would help. I'm also super intrigued for whatever the single player is. Yeah, uh, if it's that kind of style with like these glider mechs, are you in that the whole single player? Are you playing like a normal first person shooter type deal? Like exactly, I do like how they play with you know how how you move, like the elevation of the game. I, I do which are like bound that. to L one L two for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 different. It's it's yeah. cool, but I don't know if I'd pay sixty bucks for it. Sure. That was my At this stage, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you. But you know what I feel like I would be paying $60 for? Oh, I think I know. Oh, God. Doom Eternal. Hell yeah. Alan, <laughs> you got to go. You got to sneak your way yes. into Bethesda HQ. <laughs> Just like I do with Andrew House's Snail Mail. But they actually <laughs> said, hey, you snuck in here. Let's go. Play some Doom Eternal. <laughs> so we all know what Doom is. We all know Doom 2016 was amazing. But here's the thing, Alan. I see Doom Eternal every trailer, and I'm like, it looks dope. It looks awesome. Yes. I'm on board yes. with the last trailer, yeah. but it looks like more Doom. So it's, what it's is a lot it? More Doom. What <laughs> is it that makes Doom Eternal a true sequel rather than just more Doom? Not to try to make it anything crazy. It is more Doom. It's but it's like more in every way. It's mm-hmm. not like simple hallways on a base on Mars anymore. It's an entire open level, like with verticality, with a bunch of different things, with jumping puzzles and like hmm. hidden spaces that you can find. Um, it's just way bigger. There's more enemies, more weapons. It's just more of everything. I thought Doom 2016 was fast enough. You know, there's no run running in, in Doom. He moves fast yeah. enough. Yeah. You can warp around the battlefield now, and now you can warp up to enemies to do glory kills. If you get that suit upgrade. So you're warping around the battlefield. You're warping up to enemies and then you're triggering the glory kill. So what happens is like you're planning three demons ahead. You haven't finished killing the one, but you know who's next. Right. And it's just 
it's way faster. So my question here, if that warp ability, is it like a dodge? Like, is it like a roll or like you're throwing a portal out there? Like, is it just like a, a dodge? Like, what does that ability do? It's it's technically, it's in the skill tree as like dash. Okay. But it feels more like a warp in that you're just jumping, f- well, in any direction, a few feet. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a little bit of a cooldown for it if you use it too much. But you could use it as a dodge. You could use it to sort of close a distance between you and an enemy. Uh, it's awesome. pretty much up to you. That's all. So yeah. how like how does that affect the way you play Doom? Because the one thing for me in, in Doom 2016 was sometimes I'd get up in close with someone and then my health would mm-hmm. be so low and then I had no idea what I, I needed to do. Like I would try to hide in a corner. What yeah. was like the tactics when it came to like health regeneration and now that warping and dodging is or whatever we're calling it mm-hmm. is in play here? How does that really like change up the gameplay? It basically makes it so that you can sort of run into like the fray and like yeah. get into these battles and get to low health. And mm-hmm. if you need to, you can pull back immediately or you can just chainsaw enemies and it like makes this sort of pinata of like flesh and, and ammunition <laughs> and everything. Chainsawing enemies now gives you ammo and resources for everything at the same time and it's finite you can only use it as long as you have fuel for your chainsaw so you can't like spam it to make the game too easy yeah so it's basically the way that marty explained it because i got a chance to talk to the directors and he explained it as aggressive resource management so you're getting one thing from one kind of demon and one thing from another you're lighting guys on fire so that they drop uh shards for your shield you're glory killing for health, and then you are uh, chainsaw killing for anything else you might need, and oh, you're shit. picking up ammo. So you, you really have to pick and choose how to kill people based on what you need in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Kyle, yeah. do you have any questions to throw at yeah. over here? Um, yeah, so yeah. don't don't hate me, Internet. I did not play Doom 2016 yet. <laughs> how I'm going to solve that problem before Eternal comes out. <laughs> trust me. Okay. But the one thing that I know about this one from what I've read and seen already is that they've added a lot of, like you said, like platforming elements. Like there, there's yeah. there's more to that. And my main question is, does that feel out of place in a Doom game? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's really good. Like the way that they do it, mm-hmm. the way that it is in this game with a lot of things, from the jumping puzzles to the story itself, it's they'll give you a glimpse of something. And then you have to figure out how it goes together. Okay. So you'll see an upgrade for your suit across the map, and you have no idea how to get there. You have to piece that together. They showed you it's there, but you have to get there. And then also, they sort of link it back into just being a Doom thing, because there are these things called Slayer Gates, mm-hmm. which uh, are hidden around the levels. Basically, you find them, and it's an arena that it takes you to, like through a portal. And it throws increasingly like difficult waves at you in different configurations for each Slayer Gate. I don't know what they unlock. They're very, very hard. They're supposed to be like one of the hardest parts of content. Mm-hmm. And as you go through the campaign, you'll find harder Slayer Gates. Gotcha. But um, I, when I told them that I completed one, they were like both shocked. <laughs> and so it's it's and it's crazy. And it's like a small fixed arena. Okay. There's a different one each time. And so, yeah, so it still links those puzzles and stuff back to the original gameplay. Nice. Okay. Um, My question for and you. Then, yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, we talk about platforming. Is that just yeah. to break up the corridors, or are, is like where you, it's like okay, here's a platforming portion, then here's a kill room, platforming portion, yeah. then kill room, or do they mix it up? Going here's a platforming and kill room where you have to jump, you know, in oh, certain. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like there's um, <laughs> that's also what I love about like the the bigger levels because in Doom 2016, all you really had to do was. Uh, just get a mob to chase you and walk mm-hmm. backwards in a hallway and mow everybody down. In this one, you can't do that. They want to move you as much as possible. So you need to jump around in a way to like safely evade an enemy, whether it's a flying one. There's like this slithering like snake demon now that like tries to flank you and like kill you from behind. So you're constantly spinning, trying to find oh, it shit. before it can... It's, yeah, they move you. So, um, but they do break it up like that too. There are parts where you're climbing to get to the next kill room and stuff yeah. like that. So, oh yeah. my god. Okay. So, what was your favorite like aspect of this game where you're just like, oh my god, this is this is yeah. something else? Because I've I've seen a lot of people walk out of this this demo going like, mm-hmm. I forgot that this is Doom. This is this is game of the year yeah. material. What, yeah. like, did you have that emotion and what what, I what did. got you there? It was just how big everything is. The world is so much bigger, especially when I came back home immediately after the event. I was like, I want to relax from all that Doom Eternal with more Doom. <laughs> and all I could play is 2016. And it felt so, 
it, it wasn't it just didn't feel as good did it feel slower it feels way slower it Holy feels shit. so slow <laughs> yeah and that was when I, when I spoke with the directors that was the first thing I was like I didn't think you guys could make it faster and mm-hmm. they did but in terms of like what made me feel that way the world is huge it feels like Diablo in first person in the way that like it has like this really gothic sort of feel like one of the first levels you're in this castle and there's like crates full of like tortured humans in it it felt like a diablo level but in first person that's what's giving uh, me the vibe since they introduce like the heaven aspect as well yeah that's fucking yeah that was my yeah that was my question is now that hell is on earth in this game like how Mm -hmm. how does how does the world look like is it because i know of 2016 doom it's very much red Right, everything is pretty much yeah. red. Uh, mm-hmm. But like now that hell has brought itself to Earth, like mm-hmm. it, does it does it seem like a cool mesh of things, or, or does uh, it, it kind does. of look like an apocalyptic kind of world that we've already seen? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Okay. Like one of the levels is just like in a burnt out city, and it's copy paste like burnt sure. out city. It's just mm-hmm. buildings that are half collapsed, and there's demons in it. Um, that part that that level didn't like impress me so much on a sort of like scenery and world building mm-hmm. kind of aspect but the gameplay was still like super rock solid but then there's other levels where like i said you're in like this dungeon keep and it's like insane in the way that doom is where it's just everything is super gothic but then it has like this futuristic like demon technology all around yeah. it's just nice. it's really interesting and varied uh one last thing that mm-hmm. i just thought of uh from reading a little bit of the previews is there a yeah. hub world now in, in... Yes, okay. it's oh shit. Like, okay, in, I in true Doom style, uh, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's called the Fortress of Doom. Nice. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's and awesome. in the in, yeah, and what was cool is we only got to record for like an hour. But what the last thing I did was walk around the Fortress of Doom for like forty minutes because there's like eight like Doom Slayer suits in there. Oh wow! And they're all behind a wall. I don't know how you open them. Maybe it has to do with the Slayer gates. I don't know. Mm. But you can get the Doom armor from like Doom One, and it looks super simple. It looks like a can that goes on his head. That's cool. And yeah, or you can get like this That's other cool. armor that looks like a. I don't know if you've seen in the trailer that Marauder guy who has mm-hmm. an axe like mm-hmm. that. You can get armor like that. Mm. So yeah, there's a bunch of secrets around the. The Dude, Fortress of Doom. That's cool. That's, <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking sick. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. Um, yeah. Last but not least, do you get to play with the cool uh, Doom lightsaber? I didn't. I don't Damn it. I don't think so. No, I didn't. That you get so to play cool. with like the new flamethrower that you have on your side, and it yeah. shoots ice bombs. The weapons feel a lot better, but that was it for like what we got to play around with. I, I really want to use that thing. And, and jog my memory here. Did Doom 1 have RPG-like mechanics, like a tree that, to go through? I forgot. You could upgrade certain weapons, okay. and you could pick like maybe one or two upgrades, or like one or the other. You know, you could have like faster reloading on your shotgun, or a wider spread, or something like that. Yeah. In this one, you have a lot more choices. That's Especially awesome. on your suit, yeah. So you're just like, I want to play the way I want to play, and you're kind of just customizing Doom yeah. Gaia to fit yeah. your hellish And you needs. get into, like, this flow when you play, and so, like, you can customize it to that, and, like, yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm fucking on board. Guys, that's yeah. Doom. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that. With that, that's what you've been playing. And with that, before we get into the news, we got a bunch of new patrons that we need to be shouting out so before we start i just want to say thank you all so much for supporting us on patreon.com slash bit like i always say if this show has informed you if it's made you laugh if it's got you through a rough work week rough time it'd be much appreciated you toss a dollar our way it helps fund the show and keep the lights on and i want to thank a whole bunch of people who decided to pledge first and foremost welcome back the winner gamer himself at the silver tier i want to thank billy laporta supporting us at the thank you tier i want to thank max decker smith for supporting us at the bronze plus tier ray martinez coming in with the clutch silver plus tier thank you all so much and again as always jb and Daniel Welsh, you are all so freaking awesome. And with that, Kyle, we got some news, and it's also about Doom. The first Uber <laughs> comes from Samuel Guglielmo. 
from PlayStation Lifestyle. I'm sorry, Sam, if I said that your last name wrong. Uh, Doom Eternal has no microtransactions, only unlockable cosmetics. After a bit of a lengthy delay, Doom Eternal is almost upon us, since Doom Eternal will have a rather robust multiplayer mode, which will include both campaigns being invaded by other players and a 2v1 competitive mode named Battle Mode. It seems logical to think that the game might have some form of in-game monetization. In a statement made on Facebook, however, creative director Hugo Martin chose to make it clear. Doom Eternal will have no microtransactions. Everything in the game can be unlocked with XP, and even then, all unlockables are entirely cosmetic. His full statement is as follows. No store. Nothing you can unlock in Eternal with XP has anything to do with player abilities or content that would impact your game in any way. The only thing you can unlock with XP is cosmetics. These cosmetics have no impact on how you play. They just look cool. Eternal is a $60 game, not a free-to-play game or a mobile game. We are giving you a complete experience with no store, just like you'd expect. Unlocking skins with XP is a part of the experience if you care about that stuff, or you can completely ignore it and it will have no impact on your experience at all, and it's all free. Alan, did they say that mm-hmm. to you when they broke down like yes. the gameplay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I spoke to Hugo myself, and he sort of gave me the rundown on how that's all going to happen, and it's... All pretty much in line with what All he said. All pretty much in line. Now, my question for, and I'll go with you, Kyle, first. Yeah. Do you think that this is a reaction to Fallout 76 uh, as, uh, as like, Bethesda going, listen, we're not, Fallout 76 is going to be there. <laughs> we need to do damage control. Let's let's give them this puff out statement, kind of like how EA did it back in, uh, I think it was like EA Play last year, right? Of like, no microtransactions in any of our games from here on out, type of deal. Uh, do you think that this is a direct reaction, or do you think this is just their creative flow? I'm leaning more towards oh, no. like this is their creative flow here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like Doom is a game, and correct me if I'm wrong, with 2016 where. Like, it would benefit from having microtransactions in, like, the multiplayer-verse. It's not like... And, I, again, I'm so far removed from multiplayer games. Like, I don't know if, how Call of Duty used to do it. Like, yeah. you get better guns with microtransactions. But, like, when it comes to Doom, like, to me, it makes sense. It's it's basically... Like, this new iteration of Doom is more focused on, like, the single player, I feel. And the multiplayer mm. is just kind of, like, a, an added bonus to yeah. the single-player experience. So... Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it was a reaction to Fallout seventy six. I just think it's like that's their vision. They want everything to be unlockable mm-hmm. by the player due to their skill, pretty much. I think you're a liar, Kyle. I think you're okay. just doing damage <laughs> damage control. Alan, what do you think? <laughs> do you think this is a reaction, or do you think that this is them just saying, "Nah, we just it, it's not our style." Yeah, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both, but I don't think it's a reaction to seventy six. Mm-hmm. They got some flack because um, Snap Map, their sort of level editor, right. isn't coming back, and a lot of people were upset about that because mm-hmm. um, they wanted to build their own levels, and it was one of my favorite things in Doom twenty sixteen, and they're just not bringing that back. Um, in any capacity so i think it was a little bit to soften that blow mm-hmm. but i also do think that that's something they would do like just not fill it with microtransactions now i totally forgot about snap map uh, snap map now that you say it is there any reason as to why they they took it away did they give you any like yeah you know? i asked them directly marty the game's director he said that all of the resources that were used for snap map and for upkeeping that and all of that stuff they wanted to put that team towards making uh, single-player DLC mm-hmm. because they felt like they didn't support Doom 2016 with enough single-player stuff, which is what they felt people wanted more of. Okay. So they were like, we're just going to put everything into that. That's a good excuse, I guess, but it <laughs> is kind of like a deflect because, I mean, like, do you think that yeah. that Doom's delay is maybe possibly due to the difficulty with, you know, the platforming-esque elements and adding that into, like, a snap map feature? Do you think that might be the case? I mean, perhaps. I mean, the worlds are way bigger and way more complicated, so I could see why that would be a problem. Whereas yeah. in Doom 2016, you were putting hallways together. Like, yeah. it's, it was like a whole different thing, and this is really varied. Um, so, yeah, that could be a reason. But also, they told me about, like, their plans for keeping the game fresh, and they're going to drop new maps for free. They're going to drop monthly uh, level remixes, which are going to be just like different configurations of demons in all the levels. Oh, that's cool. And monthly challenges and stuff. So... Yeah, I definitely think that it's a little bit of both. Like, okay. they, they are trying to support the game, but I think they also had difficulties with other stuff. Yeah, I definitely see, you know, Doom, Doom Eternal is something that 
you know, you can tell that the team really believes in it. They really are passionate about it. They love this thing. They care for it. But that the other end is the disaster of 76 and also the hardship of getting this game just out at the moment. Yeah. And I think they have to do this this very difficult dance of trying to dance and juggle between all these kind of, you know, topics I guess, or, yeah. or all these little points of contention between audiences where, yeah, you don't want to anger your fans by taking out something like Snap Map or adding cosmetics. And at the same exact time, you want to reassure Bethesda's audience that, you know, yeah. we're kind of course correcting here. So I, I do think, Alan, you like you're right. I think it's a little bit of both. They, they need to reassure yeah. their base. And at the same exact time, they got to they got to yeah. win over critics like us who are just so skeptical of the whole thing yeah um, and i mean like yeah. the the cosmetics that you do get are more on like they're kind of one-sided in this game like mm -hmm. the invasion mode if you're playing the doom slayer you just have all your stuff from single player like mm. there's no loadouts for multiple you are basically playing single player just with you know people jumping in as the demons so your What's... cosmetic is just on that side now like so you got to play a little bit of the multiplayer as well um, I didn't play any multiplayer. Okay. okay. Do you yeah, think cause that, that's post-launch? That to me sounds just like a bit of an afterthought. I was just like, oh, we're gonna throw some multiplayer, but it's yeah. not the multiplayer you thought it was gonna be like in the first yeah. game. It's a little different, you know. It's, yeah. It feels a little weird. But to me, I, I like I like what you're saying. It's kind of like the Days Gone approach, where you know, for a while, like every month, it was like, hey, there's a challenge and there's a new, you know, cosmetic for your bike to make it look mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I really do like that approach, what you're saying to me, Alan, of just like, yeah, let's keep the game fresh in different ways rather than just make what does sound cool, a Mario yeah. Maker in Doom. Uh, yeah. You know, let's 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 make this this one product that everybody loves, the single player side that's universally loved. Let's make sure we get this out the, the best way we can. And maybe the snap map comes later or it's its own entity, you know? Yeah. I would love to see it. I would love to see a, a Doom Maker. That was a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really good way to put it. <laughs> With that, yeah. Kyle, any last thoughts on anybody here? No, I'm good. Huh? I'm excited to play, actually. It looks I dope. am too. Honestly, God, Alan, you're selling me on this. I feel like I just want to play. I'm not a humongous. I didn't go into it a huge Doom fan. I played 2016. I was like, it's good. It's Doom. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Doom. I'm just slashing stuff and, and ripping demons apart then i played this and i left and i was like i need to play more doom i don't want to stop so yeah it it's really like a, spoke for itself yeah it's like a come to jesus moment but like yeah. completely opposite so it's like yeah. come to say it moment. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of lies yeah. kyle yes Let's get to the next story, shall we? Uh, Tomas Frenzies from DualShockers writes, Patapon 2 Remastered will finally release for PS4 this week. At PSX 2016, Sony Interactive Entertainment announced an initiative that would remaster some classic Sony titles for PS4. This eventually led to Parappa the Rapper, Loco Roco, and Patapon all getting remastered for PS4 in 2017. Then at PSX 2017, Sony decided to confirm that Patapon 2 would be remastered as well. Of course, fans were excited for Patapon 2 Remastered, but it soon fell off the face of the earth until now. Patapon 2 Remastered was supposed to release in 2018, which was quite a great year for Sony, but that ultimately never came to be. The remaster soon fell off the face of the earth with only the occasional callout from Kinda Funny's Greg Miller keeping Patapon 2 relevant. With PS5 on the horizon, it became unclear if we would ever see Patapon 2 Remastered released. Then a listing for it appeared in late December before it finally reemerged today on PlayStation Blog with a new trailer and confirmed release date of January 30th. Okay, first and foremost, a big pat on the back to Kyle because these names are getting outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk, you've been having to jump through verbal hoops and I appreciate <laughs> you so much. Um, guys. Listen, I'm kind of fucking tired of Greg Miller getting everything he wants. Stupid Patapon 2, all right? Hey, I get I, it. It's I beloved. played that at PSX, actually, that year. Fantastic, Kyle. <laughs> Who cares about Patapon 2? Because did you know, as of recording right now, it's been 1,772 days since the release of the original Bloodborne. And I say original because today I start the campaign. I start the oh campaign for the gamers, for the true hunters out there. You, the trophy room audience, fellow hunters alike, we need Bloodborne 2. And I will not stop until Shu gives us what I deserve. Nay. 
what we deserve. <laughs> give us Bloodborne 2. What do I have to do? I, I'll give you blood. You want semen? I'll give you semen. <laughs> I got boatloads of it, dude. I'll do whatever you want. Well, I, I think your first step is to not go to Shu, because isn't he now in charge of Indies? All I'll right. come to Herman Hulse's house. <laughs> Whose house do I have to break into to steal mail from every week? Who? Okay? I, I need know. Bloodborne 2. Daddy needs his fix. And with that, theme machine I'm very uncomfortable in. right now. <laughs> I think you're going to have to buy a PlayStation 5 to get that. I, listen, I'll buy a PlayStation 6 eight months in advance. <laughs> I need it. In, I, oh, God. The most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life writes in, and he asks this. So, there's been a lot of remasters of popular games from the last generations, like The Last of Us, the Bioshock trilogy, Kingdom Hearts, the Uncharted trilogy, Batman Arkham City slash shitty. Shitty. <laughs> it is what? a shitty city. My question is, do you get the remasters over the originals if you didn't already have them? And if you were given remasters of the games you already have, let's say on PlayStation Plus, do you keep the OG version of the game? That's a great question. I love it this. I throw all my shit out. Once I get the new thing, I toss it in the trash. PS3, I didn't even have to wait. I toss that shit in the trash. I place my PlayStation 4 there. That's where it belongs. That's where it... Last of Us uh, remastered. Bam. That's it. Like I, Once I see the better thing, I can't look back. Yeah. Alan, my question to you. Yes. Do you stick with the OGs or do you go with the remasters? The only like recent like memory of that that I have is is The Last of Us. I yeah. uh, I know what podcast I'm on, but I had an Xbox 360 last okay. gen. No, same and, uh, <laughs> So I missed out on um, The Last of Us yeah. uh, completely. And yeah. so uh, as soon as I saw that remaster, I picked it up. Or even like GTA, actually. Uh, yeah, That's I got rid of my Xbox yeah. 360 one and got that on PS4 mm-hmm. as soon as, as it was available. Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah. That's actually, I think, the perfect example that, like, not even anybody really thinks of. Because when you think of yeah. GTA Five, you're just thinking how, like, every month it's, like, the number one selling <laughs> game for some reason. Yeah. Not enough people own it. What about you, Kyle? Yeah. Do, I, do you still stick with the originals? You go with the, the, I, the new and improved? In most of these cases, um, I would go remasters just because they mm. don't have the old systems anymore. Mm. Like, I have the newer systems. I want to be able to play it on the things that I own. And also, when it comes to to the uh, like brass tacks of it, remasters just tweak the old stuff like for the better. Yeah. They, they make it run a little bit smoother. It's a little bit prettier. They add things like trophies. Like if they didn't have trophies, like if you're mm-hmm. that kind of you know gamer, I just think remasters is the better value over keeping mm-hmm. an OG version of the game because they're quality of life stuff that they add to it. Like it's not yeah. a full remake. They're not changing the way the game plays. It's just basically like an upres better run game yeah to me i I do the same again i do the same thing so like last of us i got the remaster bioshock trilogy guess what we're gonna talk about that in a minute kingdom hearts (laughs) is that a trilogy i don't even know what it is guys i watched the ending with everybody else the new dlc you guys got ripped off. <laughs> I'm not even listen. I'm not even I'm a so part of the disappointed as a fan, <laughs> dude. I, you guys, but you're gonna buy the second DLC. You will. You want to know what happens and whatever. Uh, the Uncharted trilogy again. Once I saw that, I was like, I'm gonna pick it up. Even the Arkham Asylum and Arkham City's bundle is actually yeah. something with all the Batman rumors that I've been wanting to kind of go back to. Yeah. My question for you guys. If there is a game, a successful game, so Kyle can't just say Resistance, uh, that you want remastered, I hate you. what is that game? What is the remake? No, not remake. Just, yeah. just remake. That's, that's an easy one, even if you take Resistance away from me. Okay, what is it called? It's Mass Effect. <laughs> Give me Mass Effect Fuck Trilogy me, yeah. as a remaster. Fuck like, yeah, do it now, EA. No, what I are you totally doing? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. What a dumb question. Now that I, I mean, if, if you want me to not pick something other than Mass Effect, like, yeah. I would love the SSX games from PS2 remastered for now. Oh. Like, SSX is tricky. I'd be so down for that. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Alan, what, what say you? If you could remaster any game. I feel like Sega hates their fans. Yeah. Because we haven't gotten this. I want Jet Set Radio to come back. Ooh, nice. And Jet oh, Set Radio Future. Like, why? Why Why can't yeah. we have that? <laughs> Dude, I was yeah. a Nintendo kid growing up. That was the one game when I saw that game. I was just like, 
oh my god, I want this. Yeah. And then didn't yeah. they do it like they made like a sequel on the Xbox or something? Am I yeah. Yeah. Just get yeah. us the original one. And, yeah. on PC. and uh, they put it on PC and then uh, they put the original on PC and then it was just nothing. And isn't like there years. a PSVR game, Jet Set? Or no, that's Space Channel 5. I don't think so. How yeah, dare, how dare you things. even tease out like that, our guest? <laughs> I, Kyle, I got, let's get to the <laughs> next. Hold on, Joe. Oh, what is sorry. yours? Oh, because oh, yours is an question. easy one. Yours is an easy one. You <laughs> talk about it? it all the time. It's another EA property. Dead Space? Yeah. Dead Space 1? Yeah. Dead Space 2? Yeah. Dead Space 3? <laughs> Give me a remaster of that, please. Again, I mentioned Blood and Semen already too much, but <laughs> again, got trucked. You don't have any left over from Blood <laughs> I'll make I'll make do. Trust me, I can make sure. <laughs> I'll take anything. some blood echoes. He'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take some blood echoes. It's fine. Just oh, give man. me some sunny D in an afternoon. I'll be right on that. Uh, Kyle, let's get to the next Cooper on the list. Uh, Logan Moore from Dual Shockers writes: Housemark says it's working on an unannounced AAA game. Clarifies last year's Arcade is Dead statement. It's been a strange past year for Finnish developer Housemark, following the release of 2017's Next Machina and Matterfall. Housemark ended the year by famously pronouncing that Arcade is dead, before then shifting focus to the currently in-development Battle Royale shooter Stormdivers. Uh, as 2018 starts to draw to a close, though, Housemark has today released a new blog post that not only clarifies last year's Arcade is dead proclamation, but also has touched on the current state of the studio. CEO of Housemark, Ilari Kutien, said in a quote, uh, so now we are focused on delivering our most ambitious and biggest game to date, putting every other project on hold, including the development of Stormdivers. It is great that the whole company can come to come together to deliver this game, which will define the next evolution of Housemark. We are very humbled to have amazing support from our partner over the course of the past few years, and this support has continuously grown on a monthly basis, end quote. I'm really mad at this. <laughs> the reason as to why is because we put the trophy room out every Thursday. We dropped last week's episode, then immediately afterwards, yeah. Housemark news came. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know. Are you familiar with Housemark, Alan? Um, only from that last battle royale that they were working on this shelf yeah. now, because yeah. I was kind of interested in it. And then were you really? Yeah. What was yeah? That, like, just at least to, at least to just give it a chance. I'm kind mm -hmm. of tired of battle royales, but I'll still give them a chance. Like Apex. Yeah. I'm like a huge fan, and I'm actually playing a ton of it now um so just you're not tired of shit alan <laughs> I, i'm tired of new ones okay. but yeah but okay. the ones yeah. that i that i do stick with um yeah so I, it just it looked interesting so for us we have a history with it i i have i mean kyle you have the longest history with this goddamn uh, studio yeah this gd studio sorry shu <laughs> for me i mean resogun was one of the first games that i i played on on playstation 4 yep. it's one of the first playstation plus or was the first uh free playstation plus game i absolutely adored it and they're they're really good at the twin stick arcade shooters and then when they said last year that hey listen arcade's dead we tried so many times to bring you really great games and alan i'm telling you they're freaking they're, <laughs> yeah. they're bangers they're amazing <laughs> all right anybody go to they're like alienation dope um yeah Everybody was kind of bummed out, but this news is a little weird because they say our partners, the biggest game we've ever done. It kind of does seeing how Smarks kind of feels like and their history of PlayStation that it, this is a PlayStation game. And rumor has it uh, July of last year that they signed mm -hmm. some type of exclusive deal with Sony. So, Kyle, mm -hmm. with the proclamation that Housemarque's done with Arcade, with them saying they're doing their biggest game yet. Do you think it's with PlayStation? All, all kidding aside, what do you think that this project is going to end up being? Uh, I do think it's with PlayStation, especially because in the quote he says, amazing support from our partner over the course of the past few years. And I feel mm -hmm. like most of their games have kind of stuck on PlayStation. I can't think right, of any that have, have migrated over to Xbox or Nintendo. Yeah. I think they're... they're dipping the toe into what Matterfall was, which was kind of okay. like a side-scrolling platforming type thing. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling it might be a platformer. Um, okay. Of, of some kind. If they are truly done with arcade uh, games, which makes me so sad, like you said, mm -hmm. they're brilliant. I think platformer is probably what they're going for, just based on what Matterfall was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited what this is. Like, even, Same here. E even with that Battle Royale game that's on hold, like... I love Housemark. I would have given it yeah. a shot. So yeah. I, I trust them to make a, a fun and 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Addicting type of game. Like you yeah. want to keep going. Yeah. To me, I I I am I'm bummed that they're not going to do any more arcade arcade type type stuff because yeah, I, I'm thinking of Resogun when I think of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I do think this is. I do think this is partnering of PlayStation. I do think this this is a launch PlayStation game. Now, Alan, I know I'm throwing you mm. into the darkness here, but what yeah. would you want to see a studio that usually does twin stick shooters or more arcadey experience? What type of game if would you like to see out of them? I mean, I'd like to see something like I mean, I've never played Resogun, but I've heard a million different good things about it. And so like, I'd really like to see them in another genre, but sort of bringing that satisfying like loop back Mm, to their gameplay and Mm. and sort of bringing it somewhere else. And a lot of good things happen sometimes where, you know, people who have been doing one thing for so long get to think out of the box and bring all the stuff they learned. Yeah. Yeah. To something completely different. So yeah, I'd be excited to see what that is. Yeah. To me, uh, I wrote it in the notes here earlier, but uh, Luke Lore had ha- uh, had a like what I mean. Luke Lore writes in, uh, "Housemark is likely to bring another launch title like Resogun. I think more more than uh, a title like Resogun. I would love to see them tackle an isometric RPG because it, they've shown that they're so good at that at that top down feel and that twin stick mm-hmm. vibe. How awesome would it be to have some type of we could call it as it is, like a Diablo-esque clone, but out of Housemark. That'd be cool. I think that's way more exciting. Like a futuristic setting, game. like all their arcade stuff. Like, oh god, yeah, that'd be that'd be super cool. That would be super cool, and it'd be something like, you know, again, big to them. I think they they have like 80, 90 people at this point, so it's still a relatively small team, if I'm not mistaken, or like medium size. So I do think this is more double A. I do think this is a launch title, and I would love to see something isometric out of them. That just gets me all revved up. Yeah. With that, Kyle, let's get to what I thought was the biggest news of today. Yeah. Adam uh, Michelle from the blog writes, February's free PS Plus games, Bioshock the Collection, The Sims 4, and Firewall Zero Hour. February is loaded with not two, not three, but potentially up to five free PS Plus games. Bioshock the Collection contains three legendary first-person adventures. The Sims 4 gives you creative control over reality itself, and Firewall Zero Hour offers engaging online multiplayer for PSVR owners. Uh, Bioshock the Collection, uh, if you don't know what it is, this is what it's about. From the undersea city of Rapture to the airborne metropolis of Columbia, Bioshock the Collection takes players on monumental journeys through awe-inspiring, deceptively dangerous places that are simply unforgettable. Bioshock the Collection features all three games in this award-winning series, Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite, remastered in 1080p, including all single-player add-on content. Also, before I continue, isn't that weird seeing 1080p being a selling point? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. now? That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Sims 4. Uh, The Sims is celebrating its 20th birthday this February, and you're invited to join the party. Now's your chance to play with life in The Sims 4, where you can unleash your imagination and create Sims in a unique world that's an expression of you and firewall zero hour which is the playstation vr game become a hired contractor and expertly seize or protect sensitive information from opposing teams in firewall zero hour a 4v4 tactical shooter developed exclusively for psvr dive straight into these intense multiplayer battles when firewall zero hours new season operation black dawn also begin begins february 4th featuring a new map oil rig available for all players and other free content all three games will be available from Mar- February 4th to March 2nd. Okay. Now, I was going to do the easy like question and just softball you. Like, which one's your favorite one out of this list? <laughs> <laughs> but we got three games here. And what did my tired brain go to? Gang, <laughs> this is a new segment off the cuff called Fuck One, Marry One, Kill oh, One. Oh, no. But guys, <laughs> we got three games here. One we're going to have a dangerous one night stand with. One we're going to keep forever, and then one we're going to take to the back of the alley, <laughs> tell it to look at the flowers, and just oh, pop it right in the back. <laughs> Kyle, you look the most distraught. I'm, I'm just trying to think of... I think what I, for me, the one that I kill is kind of easy. That's The Sims. I've never been a Sims okay. fan. I would probably... I would marry Bioshock, let's be real. 
And then, right. yeah, I'd have a wonderful one night with Firewall Zero Hour. All right, but you know if you're marrying Bioshock, you're also marrying Ayn Rand. Oh, no. <laughs> that throws everything in a loop. Uh, and a spoiler alert, don't even have to Google it. Uh, people who are confused at <laughs> Ayn Rand, she's a bit of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Alan, to you, sir. I got to fuck with Mario Kill One. I don't have PSVR, so okay. that title, Killing. Yeah. Um, I'd have to agree I'd marry Bioshock. Uh, there's just a lot there, yeah. and I love. I kind of got annoyed just reading the lineup because you know all the information under Bioshock is like this is everything you're getting. You're getting yeah. all this stuff, yeah. and The Sims is just like you can create all these magical things. You don't need to know that we're giving you the base game and none of the DLC that yeah. you have to buy or the DLC for that DLC. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably play that for like a night, and then yeah. you know we'll go make back our to murder shack and we'll just <laughs> yeah I'll lock somebody in the basement to make yeah. paintings or whatever mm-hmm. people do to like grind money fast and oh no I'm no I'm just talking like I'm gonna build a house I'm gonna get everybody yeah. to hate each other funnel them into one room <laughs> cut everything Jeez. and just watch it just watch the just, mayhem just, just watch um, listen I'm thinking Ayn Rand's crazy in bed so I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Bioshock too. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry it uh, because I do want to see more Bioshock uh, from that studio or from the, from their new studio that that's cranking away at that. I want to see what a, a next next gen Bioshock game looks like. Um, 1080p, yeah, in t- 1080p. <laughs> what a what a quote remastered in 1080p. Like might as well add a Borat reference in there. I don't know. <laughs> Very nice, and then it's like, yeah, that's that's where we're going back to. Um, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a sweet, sweet protected sex with Firewall Zero Hour because it said it's Firewall, so it's gonna be safe. We know we're not gonna go out of bounds with each other. Uh-huh. We're gonna respect each other's time, and then yeah, we're gonna take Sims out. Sorry, Sims. so sorry. You know what? That was brilliant, though. Um, great, great thinking on my half. Uh, let's now bring it to Todd Oxra, who Real asked quick, this Joe, question. Before yes. we, we, we get to Todd's excellent question, sure. Um, hallelujah for finally including a PSVR game. Like, right? It's, it's been, been a minute. It's been forever. Like, I feel like this needs yeah. to be the norm going forward. If even if you don't have a VR, like Alan, like just add it yeah. to your library to have it. Just in that case. would give me a reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like totally yeah. original thought. They need to bring more VR games in, into the fold here, because yeah. I think what really needs to happen is there needs to be an excuse to buy a PSVR title where people could turn on their PlayStation Five or P- PlayStation Four and go, oh, I have like eight VR games. Yeah. And exactly. I hear Firewall's yeah. good. And I hear Astrobot's excellent. All right, I might yeah. as well, if I got all these games, what's the risk? Yeah. But at the same exact time, since the market's so small, that might that might maybe do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Todd Oxtra asks, what does PlayStation Now need to do to challenge Game Pass? Do they kill the brand and relaunch uh, with a name like playstation all play and i mentioned this because i saw games with gold right that's the xbox version and it didn't impress me and then i went on twitter i was just like guys let's report a murder here because uh you know this month has been excellent for playstation i think this is one of the best months in recent memory uh and we just got literally the nathan drake collection last month so like between that and and bioshock there's six games yeah six very great games yeah. Right there. And, and, but then, like, the deflection is, well, who cares about games of gold? It's all about that Game Pass. But when you look at PlayStation Now, and I'm not trying to be a fanboy here, but, like, they have 600-plus games to play. Mm-hmm. It is a relatively... It's getting their service. I mean, yes, I would love to see PlayStation staples stay there. I know a friend of the show, iDizzy, he's an Xbox guy, but he was getting to play God of War on his on his laptop yeah. but then the three months were up yeah. and bam you know he couldn't play god of war anymore and then he just unsubscribed and so yeah. what does playstation now need to do to catch up to game pass so that everybody kind of the wins at at playstation sales uh there i'm gonna go with you alan um it's it's funny that you picked that question because i just uh got game pass for pc yeah and and I was looking at the prices on that and like comparing it to the nine ninety nine I give Sony every month, even though I barely use it. Um, you know, it's just like there's so much there, and it's yeah. there's so much included because there's a for like fifteen bucks you get on like being able to play multiplayer online and you get Game Pass. Yeah. 
Sony needs to at least do that, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to pay another charge just to play older uh, games or other games, mm-hmm. uh, like an additional 20 bucks on top of the, you know, 10 I already give them. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft has found a really good way to consolidate all those things. Yeah. I think, I think you're right there. Like game pass ultimate is like a deal that you can't like right now. They just, they just projected. And I mean, this is going to be news tomorrow, but PlayStation hardware mm-hmm. sales down dramatically. Same with Xbox. Xbox's subscriptions are down, but game Pass has doubled in the last quarter. So it looks like people are dropping gold and they're just going with ultimate instead Mm -hmm. because there's the value. And so that's why you have that growing audience of like, well, who gives a shit about games with gold now? It's kind of outdated now that we have Game Pass, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Kyle, what do do you think is the next move for PlayStation to do? Yeah, I I think you I think Alan's on the right track where they got to add that together with Mm -hmm. whatever PlayStation Plus is like. I need the value there. I, I can't have all these different subscription services on top of each other. Yeah. Like, it, it makes more sense to just kind of combine them. And as far as, like, what's on PS Now, they got to mm-hmm. have that stable PlayStation. What we know PlayStation 4, they have to be there all the time. Yeah. They, they yeah. You can't take them away and then yeah. replace them with other yeah. ones. Just have them there. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's a weird, weird choice for me why they would take these bel- – major sony games off the service like i don't understand we've talked a little bit about it as well if it's like you know what i would like to see out of playstation uh or now is yeah i think when we when we take a look at the playstation 5's launch you're going to see a new push for playstation now Mm -hmm. and i think you're going to see an even more revamped version what i would like out of the service is hey you get playstation now if you want it uh, and, and it comes with all these games and maybe that's where Shuhei comes in with the head of the indie development and go, we're going to bring all these indie games onto the platform as well. I think that would be really awesome. And that's what I yeah. would really want from the service is just give a place where indies can just roam free and have and, and, and to be highlighted. But then yeah. to go the, the extra mile of going, hey, listen, or you have everything and it's PlayStation Plus Platinum. Yeah. Right. And it's just yeah. like it's 80 bucks a month or whatever or not a month. Jesus yeah, no, Christ. No. 80 bucks a year. And it's and it's everything yeah. for the entire year. I think that's how you get people on board more. They also have to work at the marketing of PlayStation now. I mean, the personalities behind or the people behind the uh, Xbox Game Pass account are geniuses at what they're doing teasing everybody with little things here or there it's just it's excellent it's a great idea that's what playstation now needs they need their own twitter account they need to be the wendy's of video games where they're just throwing snark and they're throwing awesome clues teasing and building a community you know if i could just like one more thing like with their move from like these big events like they don't go to e3 anymore they don't hold events they they've done like the nintendo direct sort of thing Mm. like if if we could have a state of play where they tell us like, hey, these games are coming to PlayStation now, get excited. It would give us something yeah. to be excited about. Yeah, all the time. My dog's and excited would, right yeah. now in the back. <laughs> like that would be cool. Like he thinks it's a great in, idea. in the state of yeah. play. Like have one title in that state of play. Like oh, this looks cool. Guess what? It's on PlayStation now. Like right now. Exactly. Like you can go play yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. With that, excellent, yes. excellent thought there, Kyle. Uh, let's get into uh, actually, okay. What am I saying? Are you holding on to something, Alan? You holding on to something? No, no, that was my that was my last thing. No, I'm sorry. I mean, like an object to hold on to because prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest games onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many awesome games. So each host picks one game of their choosing and talks about why. It's so awesome. I forgot to warn him. We do a voice. I do a voice. It's a bit. It's a very good voice. Let me tell you, that's impressive. (laughs) One guy on iTunes doesn't think it's too impressive. But everybody else says, Joe, keep doing it. That guy's wrong. I know. Well, thank you. Thank you. Please rate us five stars. Really does help. Kyle, what is your pick of the week? Uh, My pick of the week is a game called Bookbound Brigade. Uh, What if all the protagonists of books lost their memory? Venture into their world and beat the hell out of historical and literary characters you studied in school. Bookbound Brigade is a new take on the established Metroidvania genre where you get to lead a colorful bunch of real and fictional heroes. Um, you had me at Metroidvania. I love the the thought of like going and beating the crap out of like like Stalin and, and, 
<laughs> like, like Socrates like, is teaching a class, and you just come in around. Yeah, so, like somehow they got the rights to like Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh, and like you just knock them out. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I think it sounds fun. You know what? Even looking at the cover, it actually does look kind of fun. Yeah. I. All right, you had me on board here. My pick is Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. The god Ethos has awakened from his sleep, erupting from beneath your castle, killing your people and stealing a piece of your soul. Uncover the rogue gods. What the fuck is that? Machinations. <laughs> Machinations as he tramples over Deadfire Acapelico. I could say that word, but not the other one. All right, sure, Joe. An award-winning RPG from Obsidian Entertainment finally arrives, featuring all major updates and expansions. I'm in for pirates. This has a pirate-ass theme. Let's go. Yeah. Let me be a pirate. Yeah. I want get scurvy, y'all. Let's get scurvy. Yeah. It's it's also very much like a. Uh, I, I believe this plays like a tabletop D and D type thing. Yes. Which, uh, um, and it's Obsidian. Yeah. Who knows when we're ever, ever going to get an Obsidian game back on PlayStation. That's true. Probably never. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> rip. Let's go buy an Xbox. Only kidding. Uh, Alan, uh, what's yes. your pick this week? I, I can't I can't do the movie guy voice, but it's a journey to the savage planet. Uh, it says, welcome to the pioneer program in this upbeat and colorful first person adventure game. You play as the newest recruit to Kindred Aerospace, which proudly touts its rating as the fourth best interstellar exploration company. Onward to adventure. Good luck and mind the goo, which sounds really gross. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it sounds like Joe is leaving more fluid to get Bloodborne 2. That's what that sounds Did like. Did someone say goo? <laughs> Um, I've only heard like nothing but positive stuff on this game, so I'm yeah. I'm I've heard in. it's like a really interesting. Ga- it reminds me a lot of speaking of Obsidian. It reminds me of the Outer Worlds a lot, yeah. Just with like a different sort of take, but very colorful, sort of like really alien environment. So it seems it seems pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, and I mean like even like when we talk about that city and charm, like when it says pr- yeah. proudly touts itself as the fourth best. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, I'm in. Yeah, I hear it's a yeah. lot of like. Outer Worlds vibes, and from what I've seen, it kind of has like a rare ex- uh, aesthetic as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of in. I'm going to check this yeah. game out. I'm only hearing good things. So yeah, that's it. But with that, before we go, you guys know, each and every week, you could send your wild and crazy questions over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or on the Casate Bad Bit Discord server each and every Wednesday, we ask you guys and gals questions. You deliver them to us. It's always great. Or you could pen a letter. That's fine. I mean, like, the letter age, everybody thinks it's dead, but it's really more meaningful. And, like, when you go out to a job, you always write that thank you letter. You put it in the mail. You put it in the mail right before you have the interview. And then it gets to them the next day. It's very smart thinking. But you could send that mail to Andrew House's house. And each and every week... I go, and I steal his mail. It's easy. I sneak in. I dress all in black. It's fine. It's totally fine. I walk on in there, tiptoe, tiptoe, steal his mail. It was easy. I don't have a big spiel today. I'm very tired. (laughs) With that, in Andrew House's snail mail, first off, Andy, pay your goddamn bills. Uh, Well, maybe I shouldn't just, you know, you're getting an eviction notice. Heads up. Um, That was like a month ago and you had 30 days back then. Anyway, Josh Millie asks, you wake up tomorrow and find yourself in a totally new world. You quickly realize by repetitive talk of the people around you and numerous creatures attacking you, you're in a JRPG. Also, you're naked, but I added that part. What character class do you wake up as, and what is your special skill slash attack you perform? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I already know where this is going. Uh, you limit, break, slash prep, attack power, etc. Okay, <laughs> so we're a character in a JRPG. Um, what is your what is your class? What's your special ability, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Et Kyle, I think you'd be a kick-ass. I think you'd be like a barbarian. Something tells me bar- like a barbarian. So, like, realistically, I would love to be a super strong, just f- 
fuck shit up yeah. type of person yeah. uh, in this game. <laughs> but realistically, I'm more of a lover than a fighter. So I would mm. probably be like a um, like a cleric, like somebody who mm. uh, you know, based on heals, like a healer, which is a way better <laughs> word than cleric in JRPG. Um, sure. And my limit break would be like, you hit me enough, I get angry enough, and you're you're attacking my friends. I will just like let out a very guttural scream, and then just hug you and heal you to full health. Like I would just run around Aww. and hug everybody. Uh, <laughs> but if I was a barbarian, though, I would go straight up WWE and like rock bottom stunners. <laughs> like that would be my limit break. <laughs> you do the edge walk oh, out, you know? Hell yeah, yeah. All right, Alan, uh, who's your JRPG uh, person? I would. I'm a big Persona fan. Okay. So yeah, like so this. I'd probably be Joker esque, you know, rogue sort of a character okay. and i think my uh special attack would be like you know i don't know if you've played persona but at the end when they all attack together it's just slashes mm. across the screen and just madness yeah, yes Some, something like that okay you know what famous famous <laughs> was just like i like alan i'm subscribing to specter game <laughs> this is gonna be rad uh, tune in for a ton of cyberpunk but uh, yeah <laughs> oh my god so much and i love it so much you don't understand see, with I'm that obsessed. if i'm a jrpg person Right. First off, I can't wait to hear this answer because you don't play JRPGs. I don't play JRPGs. And you're talking about limit breaks, and I have no idea what that is. Um, (laughs) Like rep power. Okay, I'm just gonna. First of all, that's pep power. Pep power. First and foremost, I'm walking into this JRPG. All I know is, first off, Alan. I'm a pretty straight mm-hmm. dude, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Sexuality is a wave. I'm about a 1.5. <laughs> I could look at John Hamm and go, he's an attractive man. But there's something about JRPG characters. I don't know. I get real confused. So I think I'd be a cute... I could be, like, a cute little boy. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be... I'd be a good twink, like, Cloud. Oh, man. That's who I'd be. So DPS. Have to be DPS. Um, I would be... No. Fuck it. I'm going to be a ranger. Because you know what? My God, I'm bringing the voice back for this one last time. Because they always have in JRPGs some type of Western-esque folk. They don't understand Westerns. They don't understand. They're city folk, by God. So my my move is if I get very flustered, I say, listen here. If I tell you once, I tell you twice. God forbid I tell you thrice. Slap in the mouth. That's what I do. I peaked, but don't worry. That audio will be adjusted. <laughs> so there you go. That's my JRPG character. Uh, Josh Milley, right when he said that, I was like, I know where I'm going. And I apologize to everybody out there that uh, has ears. Fiona writes in, if you had to select any food from a video game, what would it be and why? Alan, what food are you eating? Where is it from? Immediately... I want one of those like huge platters from Monster Hunter. Fuck yes. <laughs> I just, I all I've been playing is Monster Hunter Iceborne, and the food got even better somehow. I just want that. Minus the cat people <laughs> making it. No discrimination against cat yeah, people. I just don't want cat hair in my food. Exactly. You guys got fair. I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. The food that you're eating on the video. This game. is tough. Yep. I mean, like I, I immediately went old school. I was thinking like Burger Time. Just give me the burgers and beer from mm. Burger Time. Um, man, you might have to come back on me on this one as I think okay. a little bit more. For me, old time food, I mean, you could say easy way out is overcooked, but I'm going to hit you with a hard reference. A game that only seven people, including myself, played. Original Xbox, yes, we're going that deep. Wolfenstein. Ex- was mm-hmm. it like Escape from Castle Wolfenstein? How you healed up yeah. was these plates of food. It's like always like a turkey breast and like a potato or something and a piece of bread, but it always looked good to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd eat that. I'd have some. I'd have some Nazi cuisine. <laughs> That's like a Streets of Rage when you pick up the yeah. The it's, like, it's like you know what? I'm gonna. I don't like what the cook stands for, but god damn it, he has a good beef stroganoff. <laughs> Son of a bitch, <laughs> uh, Kyle. Food so, I, I still got nothing. Game. I. I I've, god damn it. I, I'm trying to think of like all the RPGs I, I've played, like health items in there. Hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I would just hmm. like. I'm guessing this is a no. It's not a food. Never mind. I was gonna say like Ooh. I want to know what an elixir tastes like in a JRPG. Ooh, I'll take that. What, I'll take another elixir. What would elixir. that taste like? You know what I mean? <laughs> I I think does it come in different flavors? Or? 
You know when like Slurpees get like you know just watery. Yeah. That's why I always yeah. think of the looks it tastes like. It's just sugar. It's just sugar. It's just sugar. Uh, Al Vader writes in, uh, who would win in a fight between Joel from The Last of Us or Nathan Drake? I don't even have to think here. It's Joel. You think so? Yeah. Joel's killing the shit out of Nathan Drake. Absolutely. Yeah. The only Joel th- has nothing to lose. The only thing that gives me pause on this is Nathan uh, Drake is quick. Like, Joel's lumbering. He's kind of slow. So Nathan can probably, like, run around him a little bit. He's got the cardio. Mm. Um Although, Joel has leg day. Like, if you ever just see him crouch and walk all the time. So, I think it'd be an even fight. But I agree. I think Joel, at the end, would just choke him yeah. out. And then Uncharted's yeah. gone. Like, that's it. No more. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, gang. Al, who's yeah. winning in this fight? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like Joel fights nasty. He fights dirty. A swift <laughs> kick to the chest. I think it's over. Yep. <laughs> For Nathan Drake. Yeah, um, sorry, also, sorry. I mean, by the by, the like last game, he's lost, you know, some pep in his step. So I mean, that's true. You know, that's true. Maybe. Um, yeah, actually, Joel will, Joel will have like a nail bomb set like in the room. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nathan Drake yeah, walks in, boom, it's done. Fights boom, over. Fucking marbles, <laughs> like you know everything. Uh, for me, I I thought of you know what I thought of before we we end the show here when I read this question. Um, God, what was it? Hot Rod. Where he asks uh, the uh, the chick of the movie who would win in a fight, a taco or a cheese sandwich, and she's just like cheese sandwich, but if it's a taco, or if it's prison rules taco, <laughs> that's surprisingly racist. <laughs> anyway, oh, with that, that's been the trophy room. Honest to goodness, I had a fucking blast. Who knows if I'm dead tired, all of a sudden I get a burst of energy, start saying wacky shit. Um, Alan. Thank you for coming on the show. Sorry I ruined your Thank reputation. You, <laughs> Where can people find you and your work? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Alan, A-L-A-N, 7615, or at uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash darkwinter51. I used to be a channel all about the division. That's where that comes from. But, uh, but yeah, uh, mostly those two places. There you go. There you go. And please, everybody, check out his work because it is fantastic. And now you're all about cyberpunk. It's great. Get Paris from Gamer uh, Gamertag Radio on. You two are going to have a blast. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> where can people find you, good sir? Sure. Uh, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. You can find my show all about the kind of funny community called Best Friends Talk Funny at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter. Um, have just had a great talk last night with uh, the gift master himself, Corey Cudney. I have another guest coming out on Friday uh, from South Africa, which I'm super excited about. Whoa! Yeah, okay. and um, if you're coming, Oi, to... yeah, no, not only Governor, not South Africa. I don't think is it. I don't know. I'll ask him on the show. Uh, How about that? Tune yeah. in there. Um, uh, my, if you're coming to PAX East, um, uh, kind of NYC, we have a bunch of community meetups planned for the kind of funny best friends, as well as a, a bunch of different panels uh, that have best friends in them that we're going to go try to check out. Um, so all of that can be found at kindanyc.com. Really helpful as well, because there's a lot of like packs. Like I'm just kind of getting overwhelmed at this point of like what event I need to go to. That feed has helped me out yeah. tremendously. You can find us here at the Trophy Room. On YouTube.com slash BadBitGames, where I don't talk just about PlayStation, but about all things game news and reviews. Uh, you can check out The Trophy Room on iTunes. Please rate us five stars. Google Play, Spotify, wherever there's an RSS feed, except for SoundCloud at the moment. You can find the show there. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>